On this episode of The Internship Show, we speak with Tom Vozo from Homeboy Industries. Tom is the CEO of Homeboy Industries, the largest gang rehabilitation nonprofit in the country. Tom talks about his journey from going to corporate leader to a nonprofit executive, how he decided to write his first book, The Homeboy Way, and what people can do and learn from his career trajectory. Stay tuned, the show is coming up next. Tom, thanks so much for taking the time today and joining the show. We really appreciate it. Oh, terrific, Parker. Happy to be with you today. Super excited for our conversation. I think it'd be great just if you could just introduce yourself and talk a bit about your background to our audience. I think that's a great place to start. Sure. I'm Tom Vozo. I'm the CEO of Homeboy Industries. We're based here in Los Angeles, and Homeboy is a nonprofit organization. And really, the mission is to help people who have been previously incarcerated and have been gang members uh, change their life and come back to contributing members of our society. You know, when they get out of the, the jail system, prison system, you know, in essence, they don't want to go back to that gang, but it's there's so many hurdles set up towards them to, to live a better life. But we're here to catch them and to help them uh, transform their life into something that they've always wanted to be. And uh, Homeboy's been around 35 years. I'm, I'm the CEO, been here 10 years prior to that. I worked 26 years in corporate America. Uh, my last role was running a $2 billion uh, set of businesses in the service industry, uniform services. So it's to me, it's interesting. I, I had two chapters in my career, the for-profit chapter for 26 years, and now this nonprofit chapter. I mean, talk about that transition. I think that that's so curious. How did you go from being a corporate leader to now being a nonprofit executive? Yeah, the, for me, you know, uh, look, I love business. Uh, even today, even in 10 years, though, I'm at Homeboy and I go off and give speeches on behalf of Homeboy. And, uh, you know, I start my speech off saying I'm still a, still a committed capitalist. And the murmur usually goes through the audience. But I, look, I fundamentally well-run companies are good for our society. And, and there are a lot of well-run companies out there and good companies. And it's and so for me, I love business that in, in a well-run company, you have a product that someone wants to buy, you're, you're, you're competitive in the marketplace, but really you're creating a great place to work for people. And so um, I did that for 26 years. You get to a certain level of being a corporate executive. There's a shelf life to that. And so I always wanted to do something different in my life. And the one sort of negative part of my career, I, I say, thank you three, was that you know, oftentimes, like I said, a well-run company keeps employees front and center. But in our capitalist system that we have set up now, there's always this tension between shareholder value, driving shareholder value and employees and what's needed for employees. And uh, when push comes to shove, the uh, shareholder wins out over the employees. And so I always thought in my second chapter in my career, is there a way of kind of putting employees front and center as you run businesses? Uh, and that's kind of what made me kind of uh, leave my, my corporate job. Again, you can only do that for so long, pretty successful in many ways of viewing it. But, I, but after I left the corporate world, uh, not, never to think to go back, I was having lunch with a friend of mine uh, at the Homegirl Cafe. And uh, he invited me down. He was on the board of Salvation Army of Los Angeles with me. And uh, he wanted me to get involved at Homeboy and, and come onto the board and help out. And I remember sitting at the Homegirl Cafe. And so pictures downtown Los Angeles. Homeboy has a set of businesses. One is a cafe uh, run by felons and, and gang members, right? And I remember sitting at the cafe, looking around of all the people who were working there and serving us our lunch. 
and saying, wow, these here are folks who are working hard. They're engaging with the customer. They seem to be having a good time in their job. And I'm realizing that in my for-profit world, I would have never hired any of them because they, whether it's the tattoo on their face because they were gang members or they had a felony, but yet in the context of a job, they're dramatically changing their life. And so when my friend asked me to get involved, I, I had time on my hands. I said, I'll start volunteering, forget the board work and I'll start volunteering. And and that was the beginning of my time at Homeboy. And it sort of, you know, I fell in love with the organization uh, right away because here they, here we are helping people move their life forward in a very a dramatic, substantial way. I'm curious for our audience early in their career in some form or fashion and reflecting back on your career trajectory, what do you think that someone in the audience right now could learn? from the trajectory that your career has taken and apply it to theirs. Yeah, I want to say a couple couple aspects of this, right? And so here I am, I'm a I became a, I was a very successful for-profit career executive, right? Um and so there's a lot to be learned from that. I mean, it, that's fine. And it's like it's it, it you understand the rules of the game, you live within the rules, you do, you do well, you get promoted up through your own merit. Uh, and along the way, if you can kind of give back and donate money and and volunteer on the on weekends and weeknights, that's great. My second chapter of my career is about how do you kind of have as a vocation working at a human services organization, and what's it like to run a human services organization, and uh, and this and what's needed for that, and a lot what's needed for that is is humility and understanding what the mission truly, truly is. And then the third way of saying this is you can do both, right? And it's, and, um, and if, I would, I encourage everybody who's thinking about this, think about your career as one chapter, two chapters, or three chapters, not just the first job you go and you're going to do that for the, for the rest of your life. And uh, it's, and for that, it's about following your passion and seeing where that leads you. I think that's super important. And, I think practical advice that a lot of our listeners will take and will help them to navigate and understand themselves while whether they're an intern thinking about going to intern at a different company or a different type of organization, or there's someone early in their career that maybe their current role isn't a fit for them. Um, and yeah. well, that, you know. that for sure. And I just want to also say, you know, people have strengths, everybody has strengths, right? And so you, you find a way of having your strengths help out and, and what I'm saying now, help out people on the margins of our society, right? And so, you know, whether you're an accountant or a finance person or, or human resource professional or some type of back office administration, just because you don't actually work as a social service provider and you have your MSW, doesn't mean you can't help. You actually can help by going to an organization and, and actually doing well in your functional capability helps your organization thrive. And it takes a whole team to, for an organization to thrive. And very importantly, what helps people on the margins of our society is someone who's willing to sort of see them for who they are and be in kinship, as we say at home, would be in kinship with them, not kind of tell them how to kind of get better and not wag our finger about just work hard and you'll get there but just be in a relationship with somebody. And that doesn't take any functional skill. That just takes sort of a mindset to move ourselves out of our comfort zone, the folks that we're not used to. 
And you mentioned this idea of doing well, and we talked about this before. I mean, how can people just starting out in their career do well by doing good in your eyes? Yeah, it, it's and it, it, there's aspects of this, right? So doing well by doing good. So listen, I, I want fundamentally say this: people who work, obviously, everybody, nearly everybody works in our society, right? You do well for yourself, right? Do well for your family. Do well for your friends, right? Do this as you know. You can use the cliche, you know, you're you're in it as a team oriented, right? A long way if you're if you're working with your coworkers, right? And so there's an aspect of yeah. Then on the weekends, if you want to volunteer your time, absolutely, right? But that's not the only way to do well to help to help people out, right? And it's not only that you're helping people out who are on the margins of our society, though I'm a strong advocate of that. Uh, but it's how you approach your everyday life. If you, and this is a clear aspect I learned at Homeboy, if you sort of seek joy and joy happens through others, if you find joy in your life, you have a well-balanced life, you can take on what your struggles are and what the pressures are about. But if you kind of don't look for that joy and just feel the onuses and the responsibilities, that's going to kind of wear you down. And so doing well is your own health and your family's health and your friend's health and your coworkers' health. And once you can do that, then you can actually help the folks around the margins of our society. And I'd love for you to talk about social enterprises. Like what are social enterprises and framing our listeners starting out in their career? How can they learn more about them? Yeah, social enterprises for homeboy is sort of the uh, antithesis of, of, of the words of that. So we run businesses. We have nine different types of businesses at Homeboy. We have a artisan bakery. We have a silkscreen operation. We have a cafe. We have a diner. We have an electronic recycling company. And so these businesses are there for two reasons. One is provide jobs for people. You know, look, people come into the Homeboy program. They're former gang members. They're looking to get out of the gang. Formerly incarcerated. You know, that we have we hire them on, we have them work on themselves, but you can't work on yourself all day long. You can't go to anger management classes all day or NA or AA. You need some, you need purposeful activity. And so we create jobs, jobs through our cafe and our bakery and our other other businesses. And so what we do is though it's an important aspect of teaching not not job skills, but teaching what people it's like to be working at a business outside of homeboy after they leave homeboy. And so for us, our social enterprises is about running a business that's a job training program. Now, other social enterprises are about, you know, about being like a green business or even like our electronic recycling company, right? And so running a social enterprise is, to me is running like a regular business, but you can put your margin at the, right kind of below your mission as, as a priority. And so you run it for your mission, but you got to make sure you make enough money to to cover your costs as you move forward. I've loved learning about your career path, obviously, and now at, as CEO at Homeboy Industries. You wrote a book. How did you decide to write your first book, The Homeboy Way? Yeah, you know, it's like, again, like I said, I was here for 10 years and I can still, that first year I was a Homeboy. Uh, listen, I went into Homeboy. Father Greg asked me to come on board from a volunteer to be CEO. Um, I never thought I was going to go back into the work world again, but I, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to be around Father Greg and his orbit. To me, he's a living saint. Uh, he's a Jesuit priest who founded Homeboy Industries. 
And so I remember those first six months, because Homeboy is such a people-focused entity, right? We're trying to help people. Every one of our clients are, are have been victims of complex trauma in their life. They joined a gang thinking that's where, really where their family is and the caring for them. That was a false hope. So they went to prison. Now they're coming out. So we help them heal from their trauma. And so I remember those first six months learning so many new things in life about people who are struggling in our society, understanding what the barriers are about. And I remember Homeboy's so good about sort of problem solving to help people through their challenges. I remember being in those meetings and listening to this sort of the situation and thinking to myself how I would approach it. And then like half the time, Father Greg and the rest of the team starts approaching in a whole different avenue than I would have done out of my from coming from my corporate background. And so it was very much a lot of head turning notions along the way. Notions that sort of made sense in retrospect because it's caring about the individual, not so much worrying about the entity. And so early on, I think I should, I need to, I need to start writing this stuff down for if I was ever to go back into the for-profit world, what lessons would I take from uh, working with gang members that take me back there? And, you know, after a number of years, I started writing that down and Father Greg encouraged me to write a book. And really the book is about, really about that, about what lessons you learn, leadership lessons, but also the journey of the struggles of the poor in our society and how to help them. It's also a story of, 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 what it's like to be poor and how to run a nonprofit organization. And lastly, it's I found my own spiritual path being a homeboy industries, something that you really don't get to talk about and lean into much in the for-profit world, but definitely in this nonprofit world, I was able to find that and it's helped me find my balance. And so I wanted to put it all on paper and um, and I never thought I would write a book, but it happened. I love that. That's awesome sure our audience is wondering where can they learn more about homeboy industries uh, without a doubt we, we're on the web uh, we have a homeboyindustries.org um, we have a pretty active facebook following instagram following uh, listen we help um, over uh, almost ten thousand people every year uh, in some way and uh, over the years we've had a lot of we i still brag on behalf of the organization we, we've had a lot of impact helping many many people and we do that we're mostly privately funded. We uh, have money from donations and from our businesses, very little money from the government. So we, we're pretty active in fundraising. And so there's a lot of content on our site that talks about stories and our, our the folks in their first person experience telling about their transformation. So I encourage all to, to go there or if you're in California, come visit us in Los Angeles. Tom, thanks again for the time today. It was a great conversation. I know I learned a lot. I'm sure our audience did as well. Just thanks again. Great. Thank you, Park. Great chatting with Tom Bozo to learn about Homeboy Industries and his career journey. Stay tuned for the next episode of The Internship Show and have a great day.